think 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day and 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts as the day before? (sighs) Okay, that was a quote. That entire sentence is a quote from an interview with New York Times bestselling author and one of the most sought after speakers in the world, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay, can you believe that? Like I heard this and I was blown away because it really hones in on the fact that what you thought yesterday might be the very thing that's holding you back today. 90% of the thoughts we think today are the same thoughts we thought yesterday. And so I want to break down why this is important for you and why it's important for me. Something I've been working on a lot is understanding that you have the power to change your trajectory simply by saying, stop, stop, stop thinking those thoughts. Stop thinking the thoughts that didn't serve me yesterday that I am again thinking of today. In order to be successful, stop thinking about your past fears, your past failures, your past mistakes, your past embarrassments, or this one. Stop thinking about everything that could go wrong. Ooh. Instead, focus on the future you want and focus on committing to taking the necessary steps to get there. So this morning, as I try to do every morning, I try to do this every morning. I spend about 20 minutes meditating and I know it sounds like a luxury and it is. It's a luxury. I also know that I wake up very early in the morning to accommodate this. I wake up around 4.30 every morning And it's when I'm waking up, and I'm not saying that people should be waking up at 4.30. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that in order for me to take care of my mind, in order for me to set my day right, in order for me to be the type of person I want to be, I need to take care of myself first. And when I wake up later in the day, I'm not so much of a priority. So I've decided years ago to start waking up early. I don't wake up with an alarm. I've simply just trained my body to be waking up at that time. And what is happening during these times is me setting an intention. I do a deep dive of saying, what did I think yesterday that didn't serve me? Where could I start guiding my thoughts to a new spot and a new place? And quite honestly, it's only when you actually look at the thoughts that weren't serving you that you could actually say, I thought that? Did I really think that? It's all of a sudden it puts you in the driver's seat of your thoughts. Instead of your thoughts just flying right past you, you then are watching every single thought and saying, that thought is not the thought I want to think again. And the minute you make the cognizant decision to say, that is not the thought I want to think again, anytime the thought comes to your mind, it's literally envisioning a red stop sign. And I'm like, that's not serving me today. And one of the things that I focus on, I mean, we're getting personal on the podcast is I've always struggled with my weight. I was an obese child. I grew up very overweight. I was overweight in high school. I struggled with my weight in college. And it was around that time. It was around college that I started understanding food and exercise. I know it seems like novel ideas, but quite honestly, I I had a kind of like a coming to But just because I started understanding what my journey was in relation to food and in relation to how I talk to myself about food and I would use food as a reward, as a coping mechanism, as a celebration and food controlled me. 
And what happened was the relationship that I had created with food became almost like an enemy or an arch nemesis. And a lot of the things that I think about myself, about who I am as a human is predicated on what I eat. So I've done years of work trying to dismantle the stories that I have around food. And it, I, I have to say, like it hasn't been until rather recently that I started choosing to tell myself a different story, that everything that went into my mouth wasn't a number, a caloric value. It wasn't that it made me better or worse. It wasn't as if I was to be celebrated if I had a calorie deficit. I mean, years of unwinding what the story was. A few weeks ago, my husband and I were at the beach and normally I love to take pictures of the two of them, pictures and videos. I just want to document our lives with our daughter, except for the fact that my husband, he's like, hey, let me have the phone. Let me take photos of you and Luna. We were at the beach and we come out of the water and I look at the photos and ugh, it was like the wind was taken out of me. And I hate actually talking about the, this on the podcast because everybody has their own journey with their physical appearance, with their health, with the decisions that they make. And I have to tell you, friends, like I sat on that beach and oh, I had a good cry. I had a good cry. I was like, when did I change? When did this happen? It was as if I saw myself outside of myself. And I was so bummed. And I actually had to actively stop the story and the narrative. And in that moment, telling myself that the photo of my daughter is more than my opinion of my waistline, the size of my thighs, or how I look like in a bathing suit. And so mastering the story I associate with a visual Mastering the story that I associate with a thought. The thought that I was thinking of myself when I looked at that photo was terrible. Terrible. And we can't hate ourselves into success and we can't hate ourselves into losing weight and we can't hate ourselves into transformation. All of these things I know to be true and yet for me had become a battle. And so I thought to myself, what must I do? What must I change? to become the person that I want. And that was for me to tell myself a different story. And then I started doing a deep dive diagnostic of all the times in my life that I would tell myself a story. And when I realized that a story is just a thought that you think again and again and again, like that's a belief, right? It's a belief that you're thinking the same thought. And so because you think it so many times, it becomes like true. And so I started realizing that I became so many thoughts of my belief of my appearance, but also about my behavior. I started looking back at my life. I'm like, when have I thought a series of thoughts again and again and again that actually became my truth about my appearance, my behavior? And what came up for me strongly was selling, how to create sales in my business. And then I'm listening and reading articles about Dr. Joe Dispenza and talking about these 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are thoughts that we thought yesterday. And I thought to myself, dang, I'm not in a good situation because the thoughts that I thought yesterday are really negative. And they're not negative about anybody else. They're only negative about myself. I have to tell you, friends, that I am the kind of person that if I ever saw somebody in public degrade or be mean or say something awful to somebody else, 
I would be that person. I would jump in and be like, excuse me. We do not speak to anybody else's way. I would be that crazy girl. Like I would be the person that they profile. Like what are those shows? Like 2020 or like Dateline. It's like the hidden cameras. It's like the woman who went crazy in a cafe. Like, yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, excuse me. We do not talk to humans this way. And for years, I was allowing myself to speak to myself the way that I would never allow another human to speak to another human. And yet I thought it was okay. Like I'm going to beat myself into doing the thing that I want. I'm going to beat myself into dieting the right way. I'm going to beat myself into getting sales. I'm going to beat myself into having conversations around marketing my business. And I'm like, whoa, how's that been working out for you? Not great. Not great. The biggest transformations, the biggest growth in my business came on the back of doing a deep dive diagnostic of being what are the stories I'm telling myself and how do I change them? So when we start talking about this, I understand that this is probably not what you want to hear. Like, I, I know that you probably came into the podcast and be like, Jasmine, I don't really want to hear about these negative thoughts. I don't really don't want to hear that these thoughts are on repeat. And I'm like, well, if I could save you any time, I've been committed. I've been committed to sharing my journey with people. And if it resonates, awesome. And if it doesn't equally as awesome, I'm like, I'm going to clap you up. But I've always maintained that I want to help other people build a business. That's my, that's my goal. That's my why. It's like building a business transforms lives, families, communities, legacies. I love it. So if I'm here to help you build a business, and I believe that building a good business is much better off when your mind is right and your heart is right and your soul is right, and then you could just do the work. I, I've come to believe that the biggest transformation I had in my business was when I changed my mindset around sales. And the biggest transformation I had in a personal capacity was when I changed my mindset around food. And I believe that when you change your mindset around anything you want to change in your life, game over. Your mind determines your reality. And if we are in control of our mind and being cognizant of the thoughts we're thinking, and the decisions we get to make based on those thoughts, we become entirely different people. Your mindset is the most powerful tool that you own because everything that will determine whether or not you reach your goals, whether your goal is losing 100 pounds, earning a PhD, running a marathon, or building a wildly profitable business. Without that right mindset, you will unknowingly focus on fear, doubt, and negative assumptions, and then your results are gonna fall flat. Now, here's one thing that I want to point out. Most people don't wake up and be like, I'm destined to be a failure today. Not really. Most people don't wake up and be like, I'm destined to eat 5,000 calories today. No, no, no. There are things in our mind that we unknowingly focus on. We unknowingly focus on fear, doubt, and negative assumptions. And those are the things that sabotage our efforts. Now, with the right mindset, you can confidently take action. You can be more productive than ever. No matter what comes your way, you can build the business of your dreams or do what you want when you are in control of what your mind is saying. But what if you don't know if you have the right mindset, right? Like how can you ensure that your mindset is working for you and not against you? How can you become aware? How can you build a courageous and resilient mind to achieve everything you set out to do? Well, I don't have the answer, but I'm willing to share my experience. We're about to deep dive into discovering what's holding you back, perhaps. And then we're going to talk about the top three misconceptions business owners have around selling on social media so that those thoughts don't hold you back any longer. So to begin, I want to make sure we're on the same page. 
a misconception is a common view or opinion that is incorrect because it's based on faulty thinking or understanding. That's it. I'm like, let's first define what a misconception is. It's a common view that is incorrect based on faulty thinking or understanding. So in other words, like here's my hood version. You could have the best plan, an unlimited amount of time and the desire to succeed. But if you take action based on fear or doubt, then you won't achieve the results that you're striving for. But why would anyone, especially, especially someone who wants to start growing their business, why would somebody like that allow fear or doubt or negative assumptions to dictate their actions? Because they are unknowingly accepting certain misconceptions as truth. Remember what a misconception was? It was a wrong idea based on faulty logic, faulty ideas. So many of us unknowingly accept misconceptions as truth. To ensure you're making business and sales, your first step is to determine which misconception is holding you back from implementing a successful strategy. And I'm gonna identify some of those because all of a sudden, friends, it's like when we're made aware, it's like we begin to see it. If I were to point out a purple Tesla, you probably had passed purple Teslas before, but the minute you're like, are you looking for the purple Tesla? You see it and you're like, dang, it's always been there. I was unaware. That, my friends, is a disguised misconception. And then for each of those misconceptions, we're gonna flip the script, meaning we're going to choose to tell ourselves a different story than what we're used to. All right, so let's dive in. We're gonna talk into three misconceptions. Misconception number one, social media is a magic pill and my business will get results in very little time. Y'all, that is a misconception if I've ever heard one. There is no such thing as a quick, instantaneous resolution when it comes to marketing your business, specifically in relation to time. It's a magic pill and my business can get results in very little time. That is a misconception. Here is the truth. Social media marketing is not easy and it's not a quick fix. Using social media for your business takes time. Now, it will increase your customers and clients and overall sales. It absolutely will. I've seen it so many times again and again and again, regardless of industry, regardless of somebody's skill with sales, regardless of how long they've been in business, it will increase it. But it will take consistently showing up to post and engage every single week for months and sometimes years. And some people see the results soon, but the vast majority will not. Social media marketing is not quick and it is not a magic pill. Misconception, laid out the truth. But what if we flip the script? What if we start saying to ourselves, building a business takes time and marketing it on social media is no exception. Well, I might see results from social media in a few months. I could, but I know it could take much longer. And I choose to accept that. That's it. Misconception is that it's a magic pill and it goes quick. And then what do we say? It takes time. It takes years. It takes years and months to get what I want on the back of social media. And I choose to accept that. We stay in power of the decision. We happen to it. It does not happen to us. So here's a mantra that you could repeat. My success will come and I will show up every day for as long as it takes. My success will come, and I will show up every day for as long as it takes. Mm. Misconception number two, social media just won't work for me. I don't have what it takes. That's not my jam. 
Okay, so here's the truth. Social media can and will work for anyone that puts in the necessary work consistently. Regardless of the number on the scale, the fancy transitions on reels, or how cute somebody's outfit is, it's just putting in the necessary work consistently. You can choose to say it won't work, and you are right. And you can choose to say it will work, and you are right. So how do you flip the script? You can tell yourself, only I can do what I do the way I do it. Now, people, I'm telling you, friends, people want to genuinely connect with real, authentic people. So if you know that and you yourself want to genuinely connect with real and authentic people, then you have to tell yourself, I have something wildly special to offer simply by being myself and helping others. When I show up as myself, I will get noticed and I'm going to start attracting my dream customers. Mm. So what is something every time that you think, oh man, social media just doesn't work for me. I don't don't have what it takes. I want you to say this mantra. Only I can do what I do the way I do it. And now is the perfect time to start. That's it. Misconception number three. Social media platforms make it impossible to be successful. The algorithm makes it too hard. The algorithm's out to get me. Jasmine, have I been blacklisted? Jasmine, I think that they're excluding my accounts. Have I been shadow banned? Jasmine, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, anything with an algorithm is a black box and we can't permeate it. You could say, this is a misconception. Social media platforms make it impossible to be successful. But the truth, the cold hard truth, is using social media for your business does work, but it requires time and consistency. (laughs) And... It requires the willingness to keep learning and adjusting. The the algorithm is like your own personal focus group that tells you what they enjoy seeing and what they don't. So your job is to appreciate the algorithm. Your job is to appreciate the feedback, take note and continually adjust. So that was the truth. So if we know that it does work and it requires things from us, then our objective, if we want to continue to push forward, is to flip the script. You could literally say social media is a free marketing tool that can have a dramatically positive impact on growing my business. I appreciate the real-time feedback the algorithm gives me, and I'm going to use it courageously to check and adjust my approach as needed. So thank you, algorithm. Thank you, friend who's honest with me. Your mantra, every time you're like this stinking freaking algorithm. Okay, this is what you and I are both going to say. My goals require time and consistent effort to achieve, but the work will be worth it. This mantra is quite honestly what I said to myself yesterday after I posted yet another reel and I have seen views dramatically, dramatically drop. Not one, not two, but weeks of drops. And I think to myself, thank you, algorithm. I'm going to continue showing up, but my efforts are going to be made better. So to tie all of this together, I know we started this conversation. Y'all, you know, I I have these podcast conversations and I'm like, it's just me talking about life, both personally and professionally. And so the thing that ties the entire conversation together is your mindset. Your mindset is the most powerful tool you have when it comes to changing your life. Be that by the food you eat, by making sales for your business, by making decisions for your family. And the beauty of all of this is that your mindset can change. You can change your mindset by understanding the truth behind your misconceptions. 
You can change your mindset by flipping the script. And you could change your mindset by taking action. The foundation of your success isn't found, it's built. You build the foundation. You don't find it. And it's built on the back of courage and productivity and resilience. And your foundation is not built overnight. And your foundation is not built by being the best, whatever the best is. It's totally subjective. And your foundation is not built by achieving perfection. Your success is a direct result of the actions you are willing to take. So if they are a direct result of action, why do we hesitate? My question to you is, why are we not hungry to get to work? Because the results will come on the back of work. Might not look like we had hoped. Might take much longer than we had anticipated. But it's time to get to work. So I want you to ignore the lies that say, oh, social media should be easy. It's too late. It won't work for you. You know, do all the things in all the ways without having a strategy and just be cute. No, like, no. You're there with intention. I want you to relentlessly focus on what's possible and start building the life that you want. And remember, success on social media, in life, in business, it is not reserved for a special group of people. It is not reserved for those who are perceived as the best. Success is not reserved for anyone. Success is built by the people who show up, by the people who roll up their sleeves, and by the people who get to work. There are literally tens of thousands of small business owners who are building a successful business. They might not be every person you see on your Instagram feed or on your LinkedIn profile. They might not be perceived social media superstars. They might not look like the millionaires in their private jets, but dang, they are living a good life. Imagine owning a home, living by your family, having a small lake house as an investment, choosing or not to send your children to a private school, having two two-week vacations a year, enjoying what they do on the back of what? Work, doing what needs to get done. If you're ready to get to work and you want to start making massive shifts in your business to make sales so that you can build a life that you love on your terms, I'm going to be diving deep in this topic I love it. I, I love the idea that I used to think that sales was a dirty word and now I feel that sales is a place of power. I'm not asking anybody for anything. I am making an offer and leaving the decision to them. I don't feel embarrassed or bamboozled. I don't feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I now stand in a place of power. And I love talking to business owners about that transformation. Nothing about my business and nothing about who I was changed with the exception of changing the way my mind saw, changing the way that my mind approached, changing the way that my mindset was affecting the way that I showed up in the world and made a very clear offer for a sale. I am teaching a free class called How to Create an Instagram Sales Machine. In this class, you're going to learn everything you need to know about how to get people buying from your business by leveraging a five-step framework. Y'all know I love teaching these classes. I love doing live Q&As. I love workshopping with people. It's a thing that lights me up. Selfishly, 
I want to connect with you. So jasminestar.com forward slash sell. I will see you there in this live class. Much love, much gratitude. Have a beautiful day, friends. Bye.